only certain players are worth your time this week. So let's get you what you need to know before the fantasy playoffs. These players are the ones who are actually worth adding before your buddies do. And we can start with a pretty significant injury. Michael Carter left Sunday with injury, which led to his backup seeing more usage. And that backup is an undrafted rookie in Zonovan Knight who had a pretty decent day. Now, in terms of fantasy, I mean, it was pretty average, 13 fantasy points. But in real life, he had over 100 real yards on 17 touches, which is borderline elite RB1 usage. So here's what you need to know. In this game, when Carter left, Knight became the clear RB1. Sure, Ty Johnson was still involved, but he only played 15 total snaps, less than 25% of the snaps, mainly on third downs. And James Robinson was a healthy scratch, meaning that he's the RB4 on the depth chart, not a threat to Zonovan Knight. So here's some more on Knight, a little bit for you to actually get to know this guy, who's an undrafted rookie, so there wasn't much hype around him or even that much news around him coming into this year's draft. Knight played three years at NC State, North Carolina State, and he ended up putting up in every single year over 700 yards. He kind of split the workloads in these seasons, so when he ended up getting the ball over 73 total yards per game, he was pretty productive. And he had 20 plus receptions in each of his final two seasons. Basically, if you have one 20 catch year, it shows you're a capable pass catcher out of college. So Knight is worth an ad, and so is this next RB. And that would be Mike Boone from Denver, who's eligible to return off IR, and he's missed four weeks now with an ankle. This dude's about to return to a real interesting situation, and here's why. This Denver backfield is for the taking. I mean, Latavius Murray, a 30-plus year old running back, he's not dynamic, he's not great, he's just there. And then there's Marlon Mack, who just saw his first usage of the year last week. And let's not forget, the Broncos just cut Melvin Gordon, and Chase Edmonds is going to be missing, quote, a lot of time. So this means Boone might step into a pretty serious role as soon as this week, and here's what he's done so far this year. In 2022, Boone has averaged 6.8 yards per touch, which ranks top 10 in the NFL amongst every single running back. Now, it's worth noting that, of course, he has a smaller sample size here of overall touches, but still, when he's getting the ball, he's been productive. And you combine that with the fact that Denver and their running backs have the seventh easiest remaining schedule this year, and it starts to look pretty good for a potential league winner here in the fantasy playoffs. So add Boone in this next RB before your playoffs begin. And that's the Bears running back Khalil Herbert, who's being dropped a ton. He's actually available now in 60% of leagues. Just a couple weeks ago before his injury, he was only available in like 25% of leagues. Now the Bears have a bye in week 14, and after that bye, he's expected to return in week 15, which is basically the beginning of the fantasy playoffs for many people. And before getting injured, we saw his snaps increasing three straight weeks. He was putting up 15 fantasy points in back-to-back -back games just a month ago or so. So he could be a sneaky ad for you. And remember, Justin Fields is hurt. Who knows how long that lasts? Maybe it affects the fact that in week 15, Herbert sees more usage. And Herbert's been great this season. He ranks top 10 in the NFL right now at 6.2 yards per touch. He's a top five running back when he has the ball in his hands. Like we said, those snaps are increasing if they get back up to that when he returns. It's all nice things for you, maybe even a flex play or a league winner when the fantasy playoffs begin. Now, all this sounds pretty good, but it actually starts to get even better when you look at what his playoff schedule will be. In week 15, when he returns from his bye, he plays the Eagles, who are a decent run defense They're around middle of the pack, but then he ends up playing in week 16, the Bills, who rank 25th in run defense, and then in the fantasy championship week 17 for most people, the Lions, who rank 23rd in run defense and are a bottom three tackling unit for a guy in Herbert who's top 10 at breaking tackles. So go get Herbert as other people are dropping him and then add this next wide receiver. And that'll be Zay Jones out of Jacksonville, who continues to be slept on despite just having another monster week. This dude went for over 27 fantasy points, 14 targets, 145 yards. I mean, this was a career day for Zay Jones, but it's not like this is out of the ordinary in terms of earning targets. Because right before the bye week, he put up a decent 
decent game 14.8 points he had 10 targets eight catches 68 yards he now has 10 or more targets in four games this year and that's significant because it leads jacksonville even more than christian kirk who has 10 or more targets in three games yet say jones is available in 75 percent of leagues and this is the week to add him because he'll be facing the lions next who ranked 30th in coverage a nice matchup for zay jones who now has 24 he has 24 targets over his last two games so grab him and then consider this next wide receiver especially in deeper leagues if you're in a 12-man league with like five or six plus bench spots and that will be nelson aguilar let's discuss the story of nelson aguilar from a few weeks back when he returned in week 11 in week 11 he returned immediately to being the wide receiver two played ahead of Devontae parker and kendrick bourne guys who were starting before that he ended up playing 37 total snaps and he looked decent out there but he only earned three targets but then we fast forward to week 12 when he goes from seeing 61 percent of the snaps to playing a season high 80 percent of the snaps 44 snaps just three less than Devontae parker for the lead in this game and it led to season high usage 18 and a half fantasy points six catches 65 yards and more importantly a season high eight targets now he benefited from jacoby myers getting hurt early in this game being limited returning before the half but really limited in the second half as you can see here myers only played 16 snaps in this game compared to nelson aguilar who played 44 but myers after the game seemed like he wasn't 100 still yes he has the mini buy because they played on thanksgiving but track his injury if he's forced to miss time nelson aguilar will go into the slot like he did on thanksgiving where he saw success and mac jones loves targeting his slot it's the easiest and safest pass for a quarterback now it's worth mentioning aguilar did seem to mess up his back a little bit towards the end of the game didn't seem major but track his status in myers and then get this next rb and that would be the rookie kyron williams we've been talking about this guy now for like six or seven weeks but it's finally starting to click and just in time for the fantasy playoffs he finally saw that rb1 usage playing 70 percent of the snaps on sunday which led to a total of 14 touches in this game for him he had a nice day in the receiving department he's actually number two on the team in overall receiving yards doesn't say much but three catches 25 yards 60 total yards on 14 touches is nice usage here and you could expect this to continue because they just cut daryl henderson and they only involved two running backs this week they're using three running backs every single week of the season until now the other running back to see usage in this game was cam Akers, who saw just 30 percent of the snaps led to eight touches didn't look all that dynamic still not 100 healthy kyron williams the guy they spent the draft pick on this year expecting to see the usage moving forward now of course it's worth mentioning this rams team is terrible matt stafford is hurt and the offensive line is bottom five borderline the worst in the nfl now despite this kyron williams is still a starter in the nfl and he can actually catch passes so he's worth a roster spot now this next situation is interesting it's the jacksonville backfield so travis Etienne, as you can see from sports md analysis on twitter he posts a lot of just injury related things and it's very good coverage travis Etienne, he, he believes he has a midfoot sprain which means maybe he can play next week it's no guarantee we kind of have to wait to see the practice reports and Etienne injured that foot early in the game he only had two carries which led to jermichael hasty the backup seeing a lot more usage hasty ended up playing exactly 78 percent of the snaps way more than the rookie snoop connor and this led to a decent fantasy day of 20 and a half fantasy points on 17 touches something your friends might be jumping up and down to try and get on the waivers but there's a lot more to this story that we have to unpack it's not as simple as just taking what he did last week and pushing it forward because as you can see here hasty had 12 attempts for 28 yards he did not do good on the ground he was really ineffective he did most of his work through the receiving game and most of it came on a one big touchdown reception not to mention daryl henderson was claimed off of waivers this past week he wasn't able to play in this game in time needs to know the playbook but he's expected to be used moving forward so there's still a chance travis Etienne plays next week henderson will be involved maybe they get the rookie snoop connor more involved so hasty's usage last week don't be fooled by it and don't waste your time with him on waivers but one guy you do want to be adding is michael gallup who's still available in over 50 percent of leagues right now and he just saw his best usage on the season you see gallup ended up playing 76 percent of the snaps you see right here just three less than cd lamb on thanksgiving and it led to season high usage that usage was just 11 fantasy points so maybe people don't want to add him in your league but eight targets was his most on the year and more importantly he finally became 
became the wide receiver two. Now in your head and maybe even mine, Michael Gallup is the wide receiver two for the Cowboys, but based on his usage, he wasn't until this part of the year. You see, Noah Brown was running more routes and playing more snaps since Michael Gallup returned from injury, but in this game, Noah Brown just 34 snaps to Michael Gallup's 57 snaps. Brown dropped to 45% of the snaps after playing like 70% plus in the previous weeks. So your simple takeaway is that Gallup averages nearly seven targets per game with Dak, and now he's out there more on the field. So expect more usage for him. He's available in 60% of leagues. Go get him and this next guy. And that'll be Trey Burks, who's the number one wide receiver ad this week after seeing a season best usage last week. On Sunday, he ended up playing 38 snaps, which equated to 67% of the snaps, the most he's played this year. And for the second straight week, he led the Titans in targets. He had six this week and eight last week. And he's been solid despite difficult matchups. I mean, when he returned from injury in week 10, he saw good usage, but he faced Patrick Sertan. Then the next week, he put up a career high 111 yards, dominated against Jair Alexander and the Packers. And then this past week, he sees solid usage, season high snaps against the Bengals top 12 secondary, but things are about to get better for Burks. Because on December 18th, to start the fantasy playoffs for many people, he'll be facing the Chargers number 20 secondary, and then the following week in the fantasy semifinals, he'll be facing the Texans, who have the worst secondary number 32 in the NFL. So he may struggle next week against the Eagles solid secondary, but he has a good matchup in the fantasy playoffs, and he's starting to see a lot more usage. Get him and this next tight end. And that would be Foster Moreau of the Las Vegas Raiders, who just played 100% of the snaps last week. Now check out his usage of late. These were his snaps the last five games coming into week 12 with Darren Waller. Injured, 96%, 100, 98, 95, 100, and then he just played 100 this past week. He's played 99% of the snaps since Waller got hurt, meaning all but six of the snaps the last six weeks, this dude is not leaving the field. In a week 12, it led to good usage for him. Seven targets. He found the end zone. He now has a red zone target in three straight games. He had 12 fantasy points, meaning he was a top 10 tight end on the week as of right now, heading into the Monday night game. And Moreau has a top 10 remaining schedule for tight ends this year. Maybe Waller ends up coming back. This team is not that great. They're probably not going to make the playoffs, so maybe they just shut him down. And if that's the case, you want to add him before he faces the Chargers in their number 28 defense next week. The Chargers also give up top five receiving yards to the tight end position. So add Foster Moreau and then also add the ultimate insurance policy in Dontrell Hilliard. You see Hilliard leads the NFL with 6.2 yards per carry on the ground and he leads the NFL with 8.2 yards per touch when you factor in his receptions. Now this is pretty crazy because it's the second straight year he's led all running backs in these metrics, which is mind-boggling. Yes, it's a small sample, but he's that damn efficient. Okay, so here's the deal. Derrick Henry is the clear workhorse here. Hilliard is more so a pure handcuff. But now here's what I don't get about this. Derrick Henry leads the NFL with 247 carries. He has an elite workload and Dontrell Hilliard is an elite backup, yet he's owned in just 14% of fantasy leagues. So pick up Hilliard, who, like I mentioned, is the ultimate insurance policy and will be a league winner if anything happens to Henry, who is 29 and has had a massive workload in previous years and this year, so injury is possible. And then also consider this next wide receiver who's had an odd couple of weeks. That would be Isaiah McKenzie, who, like I said, weird couple of weeks for this dude. Just a week ago in week 11, he saw a season low 40% of the snaps. He was not seeing good usage. It kind of came out of nowhere after seeing around 70% of the snaps the previous two weeks. But then the polar opposite happens this past week on Thanksgiving, where he ends up playing a season high 77% of the snaps, and it led to season high usage literally everywhere. 22 fantasy points, most on the year. Six catches for over 100 total yards, most on the year, and a whopping 10 targets. Literally, the 96 yards he saw on Thanksgiving was more than his previous four games combined. So what the heck do you do with with this usage? In my opinion, you stash the volatile McKenzie because all that you want to know is that he'll be on the field. And based on last week, we can only take it as a positive that he played season high snaps. So add him and then consider this next wide receiver. And that's the rookie Jamison Williams, who the first rounders do back any week now, probably a week or two, which is perfect timing for the fantasy playoffs. And he's available in over 60% of leagues. Now, the reason why you want him is because he kind of fits this offense well. They target downfield a lot. Jared Goff is top 
10 in deep targets this season. And Jamison Williams, just a year ago in college in 2021, was the number one deep threat in all of college football. And reminder, in 2021, he put up over 1,500 total yards, 79 receptions, and led the league in explosive plays. Now, it's important to keep in mind that this guy is a rookie coming off of a torn ACL. Whenever he returns, he's not going to be fully giving all the snaps. He'll have to ramp up to that. This is a pure gamble on this guy's talent for week 16 and 17, maybe your fantasy championship. He'll be ready to roll by then. So if you have the bench spot, it's worth an ad. Now, I'm not only adding him, but I'm buying him on Mojo, the sports stock market. You see, Williams is priced at $13 per share. He's literally down since he was drafted in the NFL. And that makes sense because of the fact that he was injured. But over the last month, even though he's eyeing a return, his stock is still not going up. And for context here, the average NFL receiver is about $10 per share. But the average NFL receiver isn't a first round pick like Jamison Williams, who put up over 1,500 yards in the SEC. So his $13 per share, in my opinion, is underpriced. You could buy Williams stock and other players' stocks on Mojo, the sports stock exchange, linked in the description below. And you should also consider Gus Edwards, who's available in 45% of fantasy leagues, and he just returned from injury on Sunday. And he ended up finding the end zone again. He had 16 carries, 52 yards. He wasn't all that efficient, but he's still seeing the usage and the underlying usage is the big thing. Always keep this in mind. Efficiency can change quick on a one-game sample, but the underlying usage, your snaps, your routes run, how you're being used on third down and around the goal line, that's what matters. And Edwards in this game led the team playing 50% of the running back snaps, which was by far his most on the year, 15% more than any other week, and he played two times as many snaps as any other Ravens back. Now, this matters because it appears that he's the RB1 here, and the Ravens rank third in run blocking and seventh in rush efficiency this year. They're a really good run offense. J.K. Dobbins is eligible to return any week, but he hasn't even been practicing. He's probably at most two to four weeks away, so add the new RB1 immediately in Gus Edwards. And then add Deshaun Watson, who will start this week in week 13 after his suspension, and he's available in 50% of leagues. Here's another simple way to look at this. Deshaun Watson has averaged in his career a top five fantasy finish. And more specifically, his last time out, 23 and a half points, 22, 21, and 25 points per game as a rookie. He averages 23 fantasy points per game in his career, which would rank fourth amongst all quarterbacks this year. Only Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen average more points. And Watson is going to be playing behind a top 10 offensive line in Cleveland and he'll be paired up with the number two rush offense Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the NFL which helps the play action game and helps a quarterback be efficient so grab Watson and stash this next veteran wide receiver and that'll be Odell who's going to be signed any day now maybe another week or two but he could be signed this week maybe by the time you're watching this and I would not be shocked now this is great news because he'll be back for the fantasy playoffs he wants to play for a contender meaning he'll probably have a good to great quarterback and it is worth mentioning that Odell is over 30 years old now and he's coming off of a torn ACL so maybe he regresses a little bit but the last time we saw him, there was no letdown starting from week 12 against the Packers when he put up over 19 fantasy points was a top 10 receiver on the week if you go from there on out the final six seven weeks of the season Odell was a flex option a top 36 wide receiver in 71% of his games 14 points 15 points 17 points and the last time we saw him complete a full game was the NFC championship where in a really difficult matchup against the 49ers he put up 113 yards on 11 targets so add Odell before he signs to potentially a star team with a star quarterback and becomes impossible to add now if you want to see exactly the full rankings for all these players that I'm talking about and a drops list, you can check out the fantasy cheat sheet link down below. You could use it for the rest of the year for a one-time payment of $10. And if you don't win your league, I'll refund that $10 payment 100% risk-free. Now, this is one way to improve your team, but another way to improve your team is to trade for players who are down in the dumps, but have a lot of upside. And this video right here will help you with exactly that.